Hey everyone, Mario Zelenas here. As many of you know, Wisdom Zeko is a free program that we offer through Origin Gate, and it goes to many nations in the world. In fact, almost 70% of the world is listening to us, hundreds of thousands of people. And once a year, we come to you asking that you consider giving a one-time trade in December that will go towards supporting this work and blessing those who are a part of it, who offer so selflessly their teachings and their lives to us through Wisdom's Echo. This year, that trade will be received on December 11th, U.S. time, December 12th, New Zealand, Australia, and that part of the world's time. And we are going to be receiving it actually starting with our roundtable on the 11th in the U.S., 12th in New Zealand. And we will be opening this up for everyone in the world who listens to Wisdom's Echo. And our objective this year is that we get everyone to do something. Would you consider doing something? It doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be a huge amount. But would you consider giving a one-time monetary gift to Wisdom's Echo through the systems that we're establishing to be able to receive that to bless those who serve us? day in and day out through these daily free podcasts. Thank you so much for considering it, and I'm looking forward to our participation in this. Shalom. Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien, and here is my thought for today. Today I want to talk to you about something practical and investing, and namely ETFs or exchange-traded funds. And for those who aren't familiar with ETFs, these are a great vehicle, whether you're starting out investing with a small amount or a large amount, and they give you exposure to such a broad range of markets, ideas, and thematics. So stick around, and I'm just going to run you through a couple of benefits of ETFs. One, as I said, you can start with a very low amount. Two, you can trade them through an exchange just like buying a share. So there's no complicated paperwork. You can be in and out of them within a day, within the same day. So they're very easy to buy and sell just like shares. Uh, You can access different strategies, which I'll touch on. One fact or statistic is the vast majority of fund managers fail to beat the market. And when I refer to fund managers, I mean those managers that have teams of analysts that are trying to determine if they should have stock A versus stock B or bank A versus bank B in the portfolio, whereas ETFs use a different approach, which I'll unpack, and over the long period have outperformed the market. Uh, The trick to investing is uncorrelated returns, meaning that as one investment goes up, another one it may not go up as much, but they and they don't all appreciate at the same time, meaning that uh, in different environments, economic environments, some go up, some go down. And they can be fun through the use of thematics. So they're a great tool. So stick around. I'm going to run you through this, and it should be a fun one if you're not familiar with exchange-traded funds or ETFs. Uh, firstly, just as a way of a disclosure, none of what I'm going to talk about is financial advice in any way, and I'm not I have not taken into account your personal circumstances. So consult your financial planner or anything like this. This is purely educational to teach you about ETFs, how they function, and how you might utilize them if you so chose within your own investment strategy. 
So what we're going to run through in this uh, podcast, and this could be spread out across a couple of podcasts, is firstly, what are ETFs? Secondly, how to invest in ETFs? Uh, thirdly, the types of ETFs. Uh, fourthly, how ETFs can fit into an investment strategy. Fifthly, some tools and resources. Uh, and then some things to be aware of with ETFs, some terminology and just some practical uh, awareness and risks. And then I'll just walk through a couple of quick examples of a strategy and an ETF that one might apply. So let's jump into this. Firstly, what are ETFs? And as I said before, ETFs stand for Exchange Traded Funds. So let's just break that down for a moment. So we have exchange, and what that implies is that you can buy and sell it on an exchange. So a stock exchange all around the world. Uh, the U.S. has uh, the largest number of ETFs, but they're commonly found in Europe, in Asia, in Australia, and most major stock exchanges will have some ETFs. And now with a global market, you can trade like if you're not based, for example, in the U.S., you can trade on the U.S. ETFs or U.S. markets and get access to U.S. ETFs. So firstly, exchange means you can buy and sell them just like shares. So you through a normal stockbroker and you can yeah, buy and sell them on an exchange. Traded, that means they're traded on exchange during trading hours. And funds, meaning they're a fund, and I'll just unpack what that means, and they're very similar to a pension fund or other types of sort of savings or uh, retirement funds and the like. So what is a fund? A fund is a pool of investments. So what it does have is multiple investors that pool their funds together, and you own, if you invest in a fund, you own a portion of that fund relative to your investment amount relative to the whole size of the fund and then that fund manager will go and invest in whatever asset class that that particular funds focus on so it could be a real estate fund so they'll own buildings or they'll own houses or it could be a commodity fund which they'll own commodities so that could be grains it could be metals there's multiple types of commodities it could be a share fund so they're going and buying on behalf of the fund or on behalf of yourself as an investor, the fund manager is buying shares in multiple companies. So if it's a technology fund, they may have all the sort of technology companies such as Tesla and Google and the like. So a fund is just essentially a word that describes a pool of investments. And so what we have here is an exchange-traded fund. So you can buy on an exchange a fund that then underlying has a pool of investments of some description and depending on the fund you go into. So that's what an ETF is, exchange traded fund. How to invest in ETFs. And as I touched on this before, it's through a typical stockbroking account. So the same way you'd buy shares in Google, you'd buy shares in Microsoft or Tesla or anything like that, or even on your uh, local stock exchange in your home country, the same way you buy shares, you can buy ETFs and they'll have a code the same way, and you get the dividends. Uh, you'll have, when you go to buy and sell, you'll have a bid and ask, and you'll buy them in the same way, You'll and, and you'll see them reflected on, say, a shareholder statement or a share portfolio within your stockbroking account. So it's quite easy uh, today's day and age to uh, buy shares the same way. Um, you buy shares, you buy ETFs. 
So then moving on to the next point here, and this is types of ETFs. And this is, I'm just going to touch on two primary types you probably need to know about to be able to get started with ETFs. And the first one is uh, index tracking, and the second part one is going to be actively managed. So let's just start with index tracking. So I'm going to use one here um, called uh, the... SPY, which is one of the largest uh, ETFs in the world, and it tracks the Standard & Poor's or S&P 500 index. So when I'm talking about index tracking ETFs, there's always an index in which that ETF tracks. So let's break that down. What is an index? An index is a measurement or effectively of, of something, of a... If it's an index on the S&P 500, that's going to be index of the 500 largest companies in the U.S. It could be an index on uh, technology, so it's going to focus on technology stocks. It could be an index on something, on anything really. And what the index uh, provider or the company which actually makes calculates the index is probably the best word, is that they go through or they have a methodology which is published and so everyone can see how the index is actually calculated and what are the weightings of the constituents or the shares that go into the index. And they they are the companies, generally an independent company, in this case Standard & Poor's, we were talking about the SPY. But it's aiming to track something. That's the purpose of an index. So if it's a commodity index, it's aiming to track commodities. If it's a gold index, it's aiming to track gold. If it's a robotics index, it's aiming to track robotics. Now, they don't do it necessarily perfect, but they do try to come up with a methodology which enables whatever that investment index is to track it. So what the index uh, company will do is find out the shares that make up those or the companies which are in that particular index or sector which would make up the index and then they weight them, and this is the big part. So if we take the S&P 500 or the SPY as the code for the SPIDER S&P 500, it takes creates an index of the 500 largest companies in America that trade on the stock exchanges. And then it weights them. So it's got the 500 largest by the size, the market capitalization or the size of the company. And then, it, as I said, it weights them. So the largest company is going to make up more of the index than the, the smallest company. So if the largest company, I'm just using round numbers purposes, and let's just say the largest company is $100 billion and the smallest company is $1 billion, you might find that the largest company makes up 7% of the index, whereas the smallest company makes up half a percent of the index. And what does that mean? So an index tracks the price movement of those companies. So if a larger company goes up in value, it's going to contribute more to the overall price movement of that whole index. If a smaller company goes up in value, it's not going to move the whole index as much because it's not as big a uh, contribution or contributor to the index. So that's what it means by index tracking. So there's Standard & Poor's, there's the Dow is actually an index prepared by Dow Jones, and there's many out there that have different uh, prepared by independents. And so when we're talking about an index tracking ETF, it means that the manager effectively, whoever's 
providing the ETF, and it could be there's many of them out there, is actually they're not making any investment decisions. They're actually tracking an index, which is prepared by a third party, an independent party that says that Google makes up 6.8% of this portfolio, then Microsoft makes up 4.3% of the of the index, then another stock makes up three. 3.8%. So they come up with the actual percentage weightings or the percentage contribution to the index. So when an ETF manager uh, is managing an index tracking ETF, they're not actually making any investment decisions apart from following the index, which is provided by a third party. Now that index gets rebalanced depending on the index, like twice a year, sometimes once a year, sometimes more frequently. And so as companies grow in size, they'll get more allocation to them in the percentages. If they shrink and some of them become less than outside the 500, some will drop out and new companies will come in. So it's forever evolving as the market's evolving and as companies are getting bigger, they're contributing more to the index. So what does that mean in reality when the investment manager's going and buying the stock? Well, then, as you invest into an index tracking ETF, they are going out and buying the same ratios of stock. So if Google's 7% and Microsoft's 4%, their whole portfolio, and let's say they've got a billion dollars in that in their ETF, their portfolio is they're going to have 7% of uh, that portfolio is going to be made up of uh, of Google, and then your 4%, which is what... Uh, $40 million is going to be made up of Microsoft and the like. So they're just doing that. They're not making any decisions. If you know if Google's better than Microsoft, they're purely following the index. And when the index rebalances, which can be on a semi-annual basis or something, they just rebalance accordingly and they adjust it. So when new investors come in, they just buy more. They go out there and literally buy uh, all the 500 stocks. They just buy them at different ratios depending on how much they contribute to the index. So what am I saying here is an index tracking ETF basically tracks an index as close as they possibly can. No investment decisions made by a manager. They're purely tracking an index. So the second type is actively managed, and this is different, meaning they're not tracking an index. Rather, there's an investment team, there's analysts, there's a way or a methodology that the manager, the fund manager, the exchange-traded fund manager, is working out. So if it's a, it could be one, an income strategy. So they're going out, they're researching the stocks that have what they deem the best income prospects or the highest yielding dividends and then they're choosing they're analyzing the risks they're analyzing the opportunity they're analyzing the objective in this case it could have been income and then they're investing in that accordingly and they have teams as a set of analysts or and and the like in an investment methodology where they're going back and forth and they're uh, exiting stock a and they're buying into stock b all the time so the actively managed has a team there that are managing it. That'll attract higher fees because it actually has um, teams of anal analysts and the like that are going through and doing those research. So there are other types of ETFs, but they, I think they're the two that I probably would suggest just being made aware of. Index tracking and actively managed. Index tracking are much cheaper because they're purely just executing orders. They're not making investment decisions. The actively managed is going to attract more fees because it has more resources. And I pro probably prefer index tracking. There are odd cases where you use actively managed. And again, there are 
other ones out there, but I think for the purpose of this exercise, um, they're probably the two main ones that I'll uh, cover off here. So I'll wrap up this podcast here for this session and I'll continue this in the next one. But just to cover off what we've covered is what are ETFs, how to invest in ETFs, and the two types of ETFs which we're discussing, which is indexed tracking and actively managed.